Hello, you're listening to the Big Finish podcast, launching on the 19th of January, 2020. <laughs> Hello there. Are you friendly? Who are you? What are you doing here? Um, I'm known as the Doctor, and I'm here because I picked up your distress signal. Coming up in this podcast, we take a look at some of the latest reviews of Big Finish's audio drama. We delve into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Then we sneaky peek you when we go behind the scenes with the seventh Doctor Sylvester McCoy and the gang to get the lowdown on this month's megatastic, exciting crossover release, Doctor Who Dark Universe, featuring the most chaotic of Time Lord villains. The Eleven! Cut as one of mine, that one you've got lots to look forward to. And following that, of course, we offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Oh, yes. And in customary style, we top it all off by delivering to your ears a free 15-minute drama tease mm-hmm. of one of our latest fourth Doctor Tom Baker adventures out this month, Doctor Who Chase the Night. There's a big train in it, just saying... I'm Benji, he's Nick, and we are the chaps from Big Finish, the purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks this side of the reality zone. Yes, and which side of the reality zone are you? And if you don't know much about us, just go to bigfinish.com to take the plunge. Loads of podcasts and free stuff too. Or why not try our free listening app? Yes, this is suddenly an advert. It's in all the usual appy sort of places. You know where they are, don't you? You're probably younger than me, you'll know. And and um, it means you can download and listen to your favourite audio dramas from Big Finish when and wherever you like. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't know who I was then. Um, we also produce a free online monthly magazine called Vortex. Yeah, and Vortex has yeah. been going for a million years, hasn't it? It's been wow. going for a long time it's a long, now. a long, old time. I think like 2007 or something like that. Um, I don't know, maybe later. I remember it was something that Jason Hay Gallery, our uh, esteemed chairman, wanted to do for ages. And we couldn't get it. We just couldn't find the wherewithal to get it going and then Alex Mallinson a splendid fellow who I'm going to have lunch with soon uh, who was our main designer then he said he'll take it on and ever since then all our designers have been um, saddled with it at the moment uh, Mark Plasto who's our longest serving designer I believe Mm -hmm. uh, who handles all the branding and everything he's really really talented really detailed really clever does all sorts of little interesting nips and tucks on cover brilliant cover work just keeps the consistency of standards a lovely guy where he does it now and he loves doing it and does a fantastic job of designing and you can see it at bigfinish.com it's there vortex on the home page have a look you can download it loads of fascinating articles have there ever been any articles on you Benji I've featured in there a few times, Have yeah, and I've, gi- I've given a, I've given a few uh, vox pops for it as well. Oh. I mean, it's really good, I think, because if you like a lot of us uh, enjoy Doctor Who magazine, a lot of us are lifelong Doctor Who magazine readers. I think yes, certainly yes. Uh, a lot of people that listen to this podcast. Then Vortex is quite nice because it's kind of uh, it's a really good way of kind of getting a little bit more. There's loads in there all about what we do. Well, yes, a lot of non Doctor Who stuff. Uh, a know. lot of non Doctor Who stuff, and also it's a really good place. A bit like the podcast, actually, to pick up little tidbits and little little nods of oh, things yeah. that might be happening. So it's it's just another place for you really to uh, to to get your nose in and uh, see what's happening. Well, also I should mention that it is uh, um, beautifully written and edited by Kenny Smith, Kenny the Crisp Smith, <laughs> who's some icon, <laughs> who's uh, well, Kenny the. Um, uh, Mars Bar in Smith, I call him. I think I can't remember the last time I met up with him. We we went to a, a fish and chip restaurant and we had the Scot because he is oh. Scottish and we were in Scotland. Uh, we we had the old um, deep fried um, confectionery bars. <laughs> I, I love I love a battered Mars Bar. Yeah. That just brought me back to going. This this is so out of character. Well, what's for me, not to like so, about it? It's full of fat and sugar. It's just fat and sugar. I remember <laughs> we, we used we used to go to watch the local football teams play, and I have no interest in football at all. And I only used to go because in the group of people that went, the only, in the group of people that 
went to the, see the local football yes. teams play, there are a bunch of really attractive girls that used oh. to go along and watch the boys. So I thought I'd be in my element. I get to have a battered Mars bar yeah. and I get to stand on the touchline and talk to all the attractive girls. It was an absolute yeah. winning scenario. It's a win-win thing, isn't it? Whoever I'll you say, find yeah, yeah. beautiful and a Mars bar in batter, what, what more well, could life be about, frankly? And I used to be a good striker until the old uh, the old leg went, you know. Now, well, you know, I'm on the on the sidelines. That's your chat up line, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so you know, ex, ex pass me that Mars bar in batter and shut up. <laughs> Let me just have a slice of cake. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I have to say that I don't have to say. I want to say because it's true that Kenny's enthusiasm and dedication to Vortex is is bar none it's just second to none whatever that phrase is it's that and and he just brings such joy to it he also my my wife steph uh, does the proofreading for it and sub editing and he brings joy to her life too because he's always she loves working on his stuff and she finds it fun to read and and kenny is just lovely to work with He's a pleasure to be around as well, just yes. as, in general, as a person. Every single time I've encountered him, um, he's just you just want to sit down and have a chat and a laugh. He's just so pleasant, and what a joy to have people like that working for us at Big Finish. Yeah, it really is a real privilege, actually, uh, just to, uh, you know, people's enthusiasm. It's boundless, and, uh, and Kenny's is more boundless than anyone else's. That makes no sense, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, by the way... <laughs> Uh, I would like to mention something else, which is The Human Frontier, which I've mentioned before, my Big Finish it's original. Happening. It's happening. Yeah, the scripts are finished, the cast is assembled, we're going into the studio the week after next. God, it's really happening. It really is happening. It's not pretend. <gasps> it's happening. This is going to be good. It's an epic sci-fi thing. Um, it, you can pre-order it on the site now. Many of you already have, so bless you all for that, for pre-ordering something with no real knowledge what it's about. What is it about? Do you know what it's about, Benji? I don't know an awful lot about what it's about, <laughs> well, really. It's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a mystery. I mean, the joy for me is that I absolutely adored when we did the Big Finish original stuff, and so it's so wonderful that there's more stuff coming. Yeah. And this, you know, having sat in this podcast chair for a long time, I've been here since the Human Frontier was a mere twinkle in your eye, <laughs> and now it is happening. <sighs> It's uh, yeah. It's it's um, it's about the future of the human race, really. Uh, it's about two versions of the human race meet meeting, uh, a sort of culture clash. You know, there's uh, there's a planet that the human race thinks is habitable, and in around a hundred years' time, a private businessman sends a load of people there in a spaceship in cryogenic suspension no one else on earth knows about it um, but during the thousand years it takes them to get there and a bunch of other people go to that planet and the culture clash between them whew, you know uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg there's um, love, death passion murder all sorts of stuff in it so all going. happening at exactly the same time Yes. So it I sounds, love you. So it sounds like this. That's that's actually it. Yes. So that's it. Oh, brilliant! I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yes. Will there be a sequel? Yeah. yeah. Here's the sequel. That's the that's the human frontier for you. If you want to hear an extended I, version of it, it's out in May with uh, with actors and. and <laughs> sound design and music. Uh, yeah. I wish the uh, the listeners could have seen you do that. That was just <laughs> that was just a spectacle to behold. And are, are you doing the any of the the sound design and music on that? I Nick? did the music. Yeah, oh, very exciting. I've written the theme tune. <laughs> yeah, right, theme tune, sing theme tune. Uh, and I'm actually also in it as well. Uh, oh, you, it's hard not to be. Yeah, it's it's yeah, your yeah. baby. It's, isn't I'm it? not the star or anything. I've not gone completely mad. Um, but there was a part, and I just thought, I've, you know, Boris the spaceship. <laughs> Hello, I'm Boris the spaceship. No, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm playing. Anyway, uh, more on that in the coming podcasts. Uh, you'll get sick of it, and the only way really to stop me talking about it is buy it. So that's your choice. <laughs> 
Well, of course, that is coming up in the not-too-distant future. True, but the only yes. way to move on now is to talk about the present. So what's going on at the moment, Nick? Well, we'll be behind the scenes with Seventh Doctor Sylvester McCoy before you know it on this very podcast. But before that, we'll have some lovely listeners' emails for you. I think I said listeners' emails. They're not all from Joe Lister. In fact, none of them are from Joe Lister. <laughs> or Dave Lister. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but right now, let's have a shufti at some of the latest reviews we've been getting. Well, this week we're looking at The Robots, starring Nicola Walker and The Robots of Death from the classic Doctor Who story of the same name. Not checked it out? Check it out on BritBox. If you've got BritBox, great place to watch some classic Doctor Who. This is The Robots, which is big finish. That was somebody's car hooting outside. I heard (laughs) (laughs) That was me. Anyway, yes. That was the door. Here goes. Hello, I'm Liv Chenka and I'm here for a job interview. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Robots, Volume 1. You're too cynical. You always were. I'm not a cynic. I'm a romantic who's been let down too often. I shall begin the interview. You were medical officer aboard the space freighter Lorelei. Ah, yes. Although I must point out that I didn't cause the ship to crash into a sun. That wasn't actually me. To new beginnings. There is nothing on the file about this incident. No? Well, forget I mentioned it then. It's probably restricted access. Probably didn't happen. Medtech Chenka, your services are required. There's too much new. Kaldor has changed so much. I imagined a homecoming would be homey, not full of innovations. She's hacked the box. Now what do we do? Medtech Chenka must be stopped. I've got a few things to talk to the company about. Med Techchenko, you will not do this. How can you be sentient? There are hundreds of constraints built in to regulate your behavior and processing. This is different. She's a synthetic construct, crafted to look like a 10-year-old female. She's the vehicle for the AI. Visi is a complete paradigm shift for Kaldoran technology. She'll usher in a new age. Kaldor was a loveless planet. There's no love here. I am not like any other robot. Robots don't tend to make mistakes, Baron. I'm stronger than you, Liv. You can't defeat me. Come on, then! Come and get it! Big finish. We love stories. How was your journey here? I'd prefer it if we could just crack on, if that's okay. Not a massive fan of small talk. I will make a note. Does not enjoy making small talk. No, you don't have to put that down. Oh, oh, come on. All you have to do to find it is go to bigfinish.com and type the robots into the search pane at the top. You know, the little magnifying Little things. Sort of base. Blog2who.com say, there's a great level of respect and care from the writers, cast, Ken Bentley's unfaltering direction, Joe Kramer and Josh Arcalian. Josh Arcalian's Pitch perfect music and sound design. I think Josh does the sound design, Joe does the music. Uh, Dorney and Moore's expert world building. We don't refer to their first names. Obviously, whoever wrote this is from public school. The robots have arrived. <laughs> well, Coltbox TV. Oh. Well, coltbox.co.uk says this. It's As a starter for a new run of stories, the Robots Volume 1 delivers. Liv Chenka, played by Nicola Walker, is fully capable of being the lead across the box oh, sets. Relationships are well constructed and the stories blend contemporary themes of AI development with a more classic sci-fi idea of a world of robots. The cast is strong, Ken Bentley's direction is spot on and Joe Kramer's music gives a sense of impending conflict later in the series. If you only try one new Big Finish range this year, you won't go wrong with the robots. And it's got four and a half stars there. Very good. I'm going to colour in the fifth one. Yes, good idea. (laughs) Keep it uniformed. Yes, on the uh, one star. I'll just colour in the others. Um, On the Twitter sphere, uh, at Carl William426, long number, uh, finished the new at Big Finish series, The Robots 1, and it is excellent stuff. Nicely expands on Kaldor, the Vok robots, and the ever-brilliant Liv, as played by the even more brilliant Nicola Walker. Three very strong character-based stories. Roll on set two. If you're undecided, do it! And D underscore Hollingsworth says, risking rain so I can go out for a second walk (laughs) 
and listen to more of Big Finish's <gasps> The Robot series. Oh, yeah, nice. Story one is basically Holby City in the future with robots wow. and ethical themes. And story two is AI and internet opinions with the two leads sibling relationship always entertaining. Jolly good. Holby City. Do you know what Holby City is, listeners? I don't know. There'll be lots of Americans and Australians scratching their head. It's an extremely popular hospital drama series in this country. It's been going for years and years. And in fact, Lisa Bauman, the, the first lady of Big Finish, was in one, one of the stars of the first series. But they killed her at the end. Spoilers. Uh, next up, <laughs> the War Master Antigenesis. Uh, hear me, my brothers and sisters. Hear me. This is a final plea to you all. Death is... Eating my soul. My journey is, is at an end. So please, I beg of you from the bottom of my heart. Please, grant me a final, final resting place. With full time, Lord, honors. I repent my sins. I am broken. Have pity on me. Have pity on the master. Oh. Well, go to bigfinish.com to find and order it. Simply type in anti-genesis into the search pane at the top you know the little, little thing in a bobby sort of yeah, base sort of yeah, work surface work yeah. <laughs> surface <laughs> uh, the says this is as grand as it gets oh. making full use of the time war setting to deliver an epic story like no other Goodness. the writing is sharp Thank the you. direction is electric Good. and every member of the cast is on fine form what a way to end the year. Mm. IndieMacUser.co.uk says it is an excellent set. Derek Jacobi always gives an excellent portrayal of the master and giving him one scheme throughout instead of other sets giving him a scheme per story, is what I think he's saying, helps bring the set into a focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a set that's worth your time and should be picked up as soon as you can. SciFiPulse.net says Derek Jacobi continues to defy adjectives. Absolutely crushes it seems to be his default mode. Because Jacobi is so good. Listeners are also treated to a supporting cast Big Finish knows is capable of rising to his level. The standout though is Mark Gatiss in a role I hope he continues to revisit. I can't wait for him to play off more incarnations of the master. 9.7 very specific out of 10. Interesting. Also, the last sentence was in fact completely miswritten. We had to uh, insert the word <laughs> him in there. Well done, sci-fipulse.net. <laughs> Blogtohoo.com says, Jacoby has given us a stellar performance across all four sets and finally undoing the criminal injustice of his few minutes in Utopia for as good as they were, he definitely deserved more. That's what we thought. Specifically, that's what Scott Hancock thought when he came to us with the idea of it. And now he has given us more. Oh, he had correct thoughts there. What a great uh, idea to do that. Mm. Uh, on the Twitter, on the Twitter sphere, which is surprisingly hard to say if you're not plugged in. Uh, Green Lantern forty four says, "Just finished the War Master anti Genesis. That was one hell of a ride and a very Yeehaw. unexpected ending. At Big Finish, knocked it out of the park again." Wow. Oh, and uh, Tom Housen1218, who uh, Tom does a lot of reviews, doesn't he, for us? Yes. The uh, Warmaster Antigenesis from Big Finish by uh, Nicholas Briggs and Alan Barnes is a truly epic story, a fantastic story. The scripts are phenomenal and the whole cast are absolutely sublime, especially Derek Jacobi and Mark Gatiss. Personally, would very much like more of the Warmaster. Your wish is our command. Bling! And that's it for uh, the reviews this week. Next time, we'll be looking at Torchwood, Expectant, mm. and Doctor Who Short Trips, The Best Laid Eggs. No, he's joking there. The Best Laid Plans. You make that joke every time you say that title. Do I, really? Excellent. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Coming soon, we go behind the scenes with Doctor Who Dark Universe, featuring interviews with the writer, Guy Adams, and members of the cast. But now, oh yes... It's the moment Benji has been waiting for. You're right, Benji. Yeah, I'm just, just. Oh. 
<laughs> it's <laughs> he's lost for words it's listeners emails <laughs> That's righty doody there. Well, I love an email. It is absolutely no mystery, as Nick has just pointed out. And if you want to email us, it's so easy. You just have to just email us. You know, you use the address email. podcast at, at Bigfin. Email uh, podcast at bigfinish.com. Send it in. Email, mistress. Um, <laughs> send it in to the um, uh, emails podcast at bigfinish.com and we shall hopefully read them out. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, unless they're, you know, in, I don't know. Uh, binary code in which we probably won't because we won't be able to read it. Yes. Um, for, zero so, one 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 zero 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 one 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 one. Completely agree. One hundred percent. Well, yeah, I completely yeah. zero one 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 zero zero one one zero one one. No, you've corrupted the system. We're going to have to reboot now. This is That's the first. The first one, a change of floppy disk. Uh, first um, law listener here is Nathan Gervais. Hello, podcasters supreme. Hello. I know it's the middle of January, uh, but let me wish you both a happy new year. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. As I sit here writing this, I'm confronted by a shelf overflowing with Big Finish releases. Or should I say, riches. Yes, uh, I, I'm struck once again with well, just how by much a CD Big Finish... falling down on his head. Ow! Oh, blimey. The, I hope that you didn't get hit by the corner of it. Um, I'm struck once again by just how much Big Finish plays a part in my life. Uh-huh. Be it driving to and from work, sitting in a coffee shop waiting for a rehearsal to begin, or just relaxing at home. Uh-huh. Big Finish and the adventures you all craft and deliver to my ears is like a friend always there to keep me company. For Lovely. that, I thank you, Nick and Benji. I thank everyone who works with Big Finish for that. Yeah. Quite right. So you. I looked over Thank my you. Big Finish account and I saw that I was pre-ordered on on the fourth Doctor range through 2023. It occurred to me that the following year is the 50th anniversary of Tom's first serial robot being transmitted. I know that you have commented that Tom has recorded adventures that extend past the current license with the BBC, so I am wondering if we can expect anything special in June of 2024, marking such a huge Doctor Who milestone. Yes, I am just imagining. A quick side note, Mm. I'm five years older than my brother, and whilst I am a Space 1999 fan, I was always more of a Star Trek nerd. My brother, on the other hand, loved 1999, so I recently lent him your fantastic new version, and he was blown away by it. My brother and I are vastly different people, who I sometimes think exist in different universes. (laughs) But Space 1999 gave us something we could both geek out over and enjoy. That's rare, and I thank you all for that as well. Any announcement on the next box set? Uh, You have an extra sale lined up because I'll be buying one for each of us. Oh, wow. Uh, This letter ended up being longer than I anticipated, so that's me done for now. Uh, All the best, Nathan Gervais, New Orleans, LA. Thank you for writing, Nathan, and thank you for all you say about us sort of being a constant companion to you. Um, You have to wait and see about the Tom Baker thing. Um, We're sort of... Mm, not sure exactly what we'll do there um, Space 1999 I thought we'd announced when it's when the series is coming out didn't we have we not I can't remember that? I can't remember um, I'll have a look hold on what uh, <laughs> sorry I just saw a weird title of an email uh, oh, Space 1999 <laughs> No, 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 no. No, this is that. Yes, yes. Have we not said anything else? Have we not put anything up for pre order? I suppose we haven't. No, we haven't. All right, well, I can't tell you then. <laughs> there we go. That's pretty uh, uh, a cul de sac, a podcast cul de sac moment. But yes, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm script editing the scripts at the moment. I've got the uh, three scripts for the first box set. And uh, so we'll be recording them in March. There you are. I can tell you that. that so that wasn't entirely a worthless uh, meandering. Oh, I think it's good enough. Yeah. OK, well, there's another email here. Have I answered everything that you wanted? Yeah, there's another email here. Uh, here's one from Steve Cleel. 
Dear Bengi and Dalek Face, great podcast. Please keep up the good work. Long time listener, first time emailer. No complaints, just a few comments, suggestions and, in capital letters, questions. Sorry, but I agree with Bengi. The tripods, stop bringing that up. This isn't the Benji and Nick show. The tripods was a great story. While the acting was poor in some cases, the story arc was good and it was a shame the BBC didn't finish it off correctly. They did, they stopped making it. This, I feel, would be a great range for big finish i.e. to follow the book arc the white mountains 1967 the city of gold and lead 1967 the pool of fire 1968 when the tripods came 1988 gents please discuss we've said everything (laughs) we need to discuss but you think we should don't you i'd love us to do it i think it's it's absolutely perfect for big finish i think it'd be lovely to uh to, to tackle something like that but it isn't possible the right situation it. makes Disney it yeah the right, right situation uh, make it absolutely impossible you know it's one of those things if one day it comes available maybe it'll be considered yeah Jason would like to do it I know that for certain and of course so would I I would like us to do it properly 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 I'd like I'd like us to do it exactly the same as it was. I think that would just be hilarious. I, and, and I would like to do this. I, I want to do the music because, in fact, you can actually. Here's a little thing mm-hmm. for those who, who like the original music of the tripods. If you, um, Ken Freeman, who actually uh, was instrumental, uh-huh. <laughs> for the pun, for creating the string machine that we all, the string sound that we all know. But um, you can, if you type him into Spotify, not only can you hear his soundtrack from the tripods, but he also revisited. Um, the uh, composition for it and he's, he's written a score for the unreleased third uh, series mm. so he read the book and did some music for it it's very good very nice worth a listen but there there we go yeah I love the tripods <sighs> Uh, Another series suggestion where I believe Big Finish would work wonders is the Stainless Steel Rat series by Harry Harrison, all about the anti-hero and thief James Bolivar de Grise. I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Alias Slippery Jim and the Stainless Steel Rat. Too many books to list, but they are listed on Wikipedia, gents. Again, please discuss. Now, The Stainless Steel Rat, I've never read it, but I am very much aware of it, and many people have suggested this, including some uh, directors at at Big Finish. Um, So, uh, yeah. It's well known, isn't it? That might be a good one to do, and no one's ever done it, I don't think. Or maybe they have, and I'm just talking rubbish. Uh, Have the financial team at Big Finish ever considered clients opening accounts and paying into their accounts on a regular basis? And then, at the client's choice, they can use their credit to make a purchase. That way, Big Finish has money in the bank in a similar way that the power distribution companies keep our money. As a bonus to the client, they could give out certain parts of their account details to family and friends who may like to rip them off. No, sorry, contribute to the client's funds as birthday and Christmas gifts. Allow the client to choose their big finished needs. Any thoughts on this one? Well, that's, I mean, it's interesting. I, it would just be, um, I can see me bringing this up at a meeting and our financial people going, oh, can we just try and make things work as they are? Um, so uh, the, the whole business of people pre-ordering and paying in advance, that's a sort of similar thing to that. So we are holding money for things that haven't been released yet, which some people have um, objected to, but most people seem to think that's sort of fair. It's a, it's a little bit like a weird version of crowdfunding, isn't it? Anyway, mm. so, I mean, I will mention that sort of stuff to uh, our financial people, but... Um, uh, I imagine that that would be a long time coming if indeed they thought it was prudent to do. And finally, while not wanting to know sales details on the night of the Triffids, did the sales ever indicate a market for further Triffid world-related stories? No, they didn't. It's a shame, isn't it? Um, Mm. Yeah, it just... I mean, it was all right, but, you know, no. Shame, big shame, big shame. Please keep up the great work of the podcasts and CD production, etc. All the best. Thank you. There we go. Thank you very much for that one. Well, we've got uh, one last email here from Jason Hale. Um, hey, Nick and Benji. Hey. Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year Happy to you. Year. Uh, I'd like to ask uh, if you get to see much of the Big Finish fan art that gets shared across the web. Hmm. If there have been any particular pieces that stick in your mind or were particularly wowed by. Well, there's one that um, uh, they retweeted from the Big Finish account recently, which was of Paul McGann sort of leaning back and... Was it rain falling on him or something? It was incredibly beautiful sort of comic strip style 
beautifully crafted work. So we do from time to time. We do retweet it. Yeah, it's always nice to see people's interpretations of things. Yeah, Yeah. I remember um, Sophie Isles um, did uh, a wonderful one of Attergirl actually, which I really liked because that really that we certainly do that story really uh kind of touched her and she she you know really enjoyed it and it, i think it helped to really get her into big finish wow. and uh so it was nice to see her uh sort of do some art for a non-doctor who release which is quite nice and that's it you know when you see people do artwork like that it really for me the enthusiasm of people for the stuff we do really comes through and that certainly gives me a boost and i hope it does give a boost to everyone else involved in big finish so thank you to all of you who do do work like that it's uh we may not always be commenting and you may not hear from me about it but i i'm i'm loving it so thank you it's lovely to see people get creative and I think that's what the internet's really good for it's yes. opening up creativity Absolutely. and letting people letting people really engage in things that they enjoy mm. so hats off to all those talented artists out there because there are so many of them as well uh, better than me I'll just scribble on a page of paper um, I've always been interested on how you decide what or how a cover for a release should look like or how they're conceived Daughter of the Gods was particularly stunning and really sold the two Doctor epic. Well, what happens is that the director and producer talk to the artist about um, what's in the episode. They sometimes write a brief, or they sometimes give, um, you know, a description of what they think should be on the cover. I have been known, and I have meagre, if no, um, artistic skills in terms of covers. Um, so I sometimes do a mock up. Um, I can't remember what the word um, that our head of marketing, Steve, uses. for the, There's an industry word for a mock-up, something like bash or splash or oh, I can't remember what version anyway, um, And where I just take photos and do them really. I did one for Space 1999 and for the Prisoner cover and stuff. I say, I kind of want a big thing of their face and the moon should be here and the eagles should, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and the other way, uh, the, the most common way, is for the uh, artist to be sent the script and quite often they ask for that and they enjoy that they read the script and go oh i love the script and oh, i've got a great idea about this and and quite often like with all the things with big finish like with sound design and, and music with you bench you know people we, we we let people take the creative lead and uh, that's the sort of way it happens also says jason oh it's your reading this aren't you sorry yes, I'm reading <laughs> sorry to take it get off my emails um also has the legacy of time winner been decided and will we get to see all the entries not being on twitter means i've only seen a couple on facebook many thanks jason oh i see um well firstly there have been so many high quality entries it's difficult to pick a winner so that's taking a while but it will be coming soon um i don't know whether we'll be showing all the entries um i don't see any reason why not um but anyway like a little video of of different ones yeah that's a good idea anyway yes so sorry for the delay on that i did give uh, steve head of marketing a little nudge on that when i read this email this morning and he's looking into it <laughs> that's it for the emails this week there'll be more next time and we really will be having that ask jason the chairman section sometime in the nearish future he's a difficult man to pin down you know but he is very very keen to do it very keen indeed so uh if you've still got time actually to ask jason by sending your questions to podcast at pigfinish.com with the subject line ask jason and funnily enough that's the address for all your emails podcast at pigfinish.com as benji mentioned earlier so drop us a line we love to hear from you Time now for us to venture behind the scenes with this month's incredibly exciting adventure for the Seventh Doctor. It's Dark Universe. Hello, I'm Guy Adams, and I wrote Dark Universe. Nobody cares if you're caught punching a Dalek, do they? I try and help. You just wanted to destroy because you feel angry. It's not everyone else's fault that you can't be happy, Eleven. Stop taking it out on the rest of us. It actually was inspired by comic events. I don't mean amusing incidents. I mean, if uh, anyone that reads American comic books or whether every now and then they do big crossover events, they do huge things. Because I also write comics. I was looking at that with my writer's head on, imagining the 
bizarre act that you have to do year on year or maybe a couple of times a year where you have to keep making the thing that the story you're telling now much bigger than the last time you had to tell a story that the, the scale's got to be huge it's got to be big 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 and preferably incrementally building on that big and i thought it was quite a fun idea to to uh, appropriate that sort of headspace uh, and attempt a big finished story with it my name is sylvester mccoy and i play doctor who number seven ah and there we have the truth of you, eh? I'm... I'm in the Matrix, aren't I? Doctor! It's quite multi-layered. It's quite potty. It's all over the place, but it's not. It's uh, intriguing. It's got one man playing 11 people. As far as I can make out. Just lovely to see you again, you know. <laughs> In case I didn't say that already. You didn't. You were too busy trying to control the world, as usual. Ah, uh, here I was, thinking I was saving it. <laughs> it's quite intriguing, really, because we discover Ace after many years. And it's uh, fascinating, really, to see what she's become. And it's quite fun, because now she's a mature lady. So Sophie can play herself. <laughs> I am Sophie Aldred, and I'm playing the character of Ace. I finally gave up and decided that maybe I couldn't fix me, but I could fix other people. So I set up a charitable earth. This is a pretty complex story, and it actually took me a while to kind of go, where are we? Which Ace is this? Because Ace in Big Finish has had many trajectories, which is fantastic to play. And of course, as the actor playing her, I have to work out where in her timeline are we? And actually, this is pretty much, I would say, kind of almost up to date, this one in her timeline. We know that she's now the CEO of A Charitable Earth, which is what we heard in a line from the Sarah Jane Adventures. Russell T. Davis created that she was this, this uh, she'd set up this charity called A Charitable Earth. So that's what we know about her. And we also know that at the beginning, she's pretty knocked with the Doctor. So I'm getting that we actually, we're following on from probably stories like Love and War, I think, where the Doctor has let her down one time too many. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. For a long time, she's been playing Ace, the young teenager, but it's interesting when when she's when she's in full swing though the young teenager comes back you can hear it in her voice it's great no it's it's, it's very intriguing the whole thing and uh, it's a wonderful role for for Sophie to play and I'm sure she's enjoying it immensely Ace's character in this she's much more mature and so it's interesting because I'm playing her older and wiser we find out that she's a professor of various things and I reckon that she's wears a lot of suits and high heels, maybe. Although I like to think that she's still in Doc Martens. And her relationship with the professor, she's obviously... It's a bit like looking back. And with hindsight, we can always see relationships in a different light. I'm not a stickler for that sort of thing. Or locked doors, for that matter. TARDIS has cut through so many of the boring things in life. Ah, oh, Time Lord. With multiple personalities... The Eleven? You know of me. Oh, how nice. But then, I know of you too. I've done a few things with the Eleven and um, the Nine. And it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's, it's brilliant, obviously, because it's a great character and you're giving words to a great actor, as you really always are with Big Finish. But just on a technical level, the, the, it eats up a lot of words. And also, you have to try and make sure that when you're channeling the other personalities, I hate the idea of, of having to constantly go, shush now, six, please, four, stop saying that. You, know, you, you, you have to make the dialogue clear as to which personality is speaking so that you don't have to shoe on this sort of obvious tagging into the dialogue, because to me, that's failure. So it's hard. It is difficult, but it's such a wonderful character. I mean, it's... 
I'm very, very jealous of, of, of the Eleven. As, as a writer, I look at that and go, I, well, obviously, I hate you all because I didn't come up with that. That's brilliant. My name is Mark Bonner, and I play the Eleven. OK, we're rolling. And... Let him have it! Full pressure! Now! What is it? <laughs> Scouring agent melts through anything that's not temporalized crystal. We use it to clean up an Opticon dome. That's enough! You get to spend a little bit more time with the eight, who was the, the one decent kind of member of the family of regenerations, although he didn't last very long, we discover. But the, the nice thing about this episode is that you kind of get that with a few of them. You get more time with, with the nine and with the one, and um, you discover and get to spend time with Eight, who's a thoroughly decent bloke. You did that one, did you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did that one. Yeah, a couple of months ago, I finished that. Great fun. Um, you sound one design, of those ones, was it? I sound design and music. Oh, it. Yeah, did I did. I did that. The whole post-production malarkey. It's great fun. It was. A, it was really nice um, to do something because I, I spent a lot of time working on the Eighth Doctor, um, and so it was actually really nice to step back and uh, and do a classic doctor for a change mm. um so i've i've done i've done a peter davison and i've done a sylvester mccoy so i'm slowly ticking them all off um, but, um them off. get the, off the grass get off the grass but this one was nice because it was a kind of marriage between the eighth doctor stuff and the seventh doctor mm. stuff mm. because and of so the 11 yeah i because of the 11 who's a absolutely mark bonnar who is just insane he's such a good actor he's so fun and plays that part with such conviction it's absolutely fantastic um, but it's it's a really fun story takes you all over the place highly recommend you have a listen to it it's the uh, it's the prequel to what becomes uh, all of the 11s is it the 11 starts off in doom coalition doom coalition one so it's the prequel to all of that so yeah yes uh, well guy adams brilliant brilliant writer and to grab yourself that rather splendid Doctor Who adventure, just go to bigfinish.com and type Dark Universe into the search pane at the top. It's out this week on the 21st of January, hopefully. As you keen listeners will know, January is the time of year when we start a brand new series of Fourth Doctor adventures. For many, he is the definitive Doctor. His tenure in the TV TARDIS is the longest on record, and his hat, scarf, big eyes and curly hair are simply iconic. Yeah. This year we begin our ninth series with Tom. Yeah, nine series. This time he's joined by Romana, Adric and K9. K9. And so to celebrate that, we'll be giving you a free 15-minute drama tease from the first box set of this series. Chase the Night. A thrilling tale of a planet consumed by fire, weird plants and a big train. Uh, that's coming up very soon. In the meantime, it's the Randomoid Selectatron. <laughs> Well, Ran has spoken. Oh. It's Doctor Who Cryptobiosis, which oh, is uh, yes, by surprisingly Swallow, hard to it? say. You uh, it's written by Elliot Thorpe. <laughs> I've got the wrong name. Well, Sorry, Elliot. Wrong, yeah. but yes. Anyway, well, well done, Cryptobiosis. Well, let's hear the trailer. This is Dauphin. This is Dauphin. Come in, open water. Come in, open water. This is Dauphin. Can you hear me? Over. A cruise, you said. A nice, gentle couple of weeks on board a luxury liner. On a cramped steamboat in the middle of a storm and accused of murder. And this is the rough story of experience, Captain. Would it ever give up? Lancaster is a sturdy vessel and she's written far stronger. Why does this always happen to us? Being there at the catalyst of impending drama. Us being the catalyst. However it happened, the hull has definitely been breached. If it has, how long until we start to sink? Could be a day. Could be this very hour. What was that? I don't know. Maybe we hit some rocks or something. Where is the doctor? Why has he not returned yet? He's gone to get some medication for you. Why? What does he think is wrong with me? We can switch the pumps on from up here. I have some equipment down there. In that crate of yours? I need to retrieve it. Is it valuable? It is to me. It could be dangerous. It usually is. Then I'd appreciate some support. Fantastic stuff. Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant on fine, 
form. I was working with Little O'Brien and Colin Baker in the studio not very long ago. It was jolly nice. Well, as All you these heard- years later as well, 2006 this was recorded, mm-hmm. so it's so great to know that they're still in the studio doing their thing. Oh yeah, brilliant, isn't it? The years tick by. I was in the studio with Peter Davison, Janet Fielding and Sarah Sutton. Uh, oh. this week and we were just uh, Sarah and I are the same age and she was delighted to find out that she's actually three months younger than me <laughs> <laughs> can rub that in your face ah, yeah. now how do we how do people get hold of this 25% discount so easy and it's one of those things you know you just got to do it take advantage of that and if you want to you go to podcasts on the main big finish page or you can go to bigfinish.com slash podcasts mm-hmm. and it will come up with the current podcast yes. uh in which you click read more to read more about it and in the blurb uh of the release it will say just click here and enter the code buck up it's buck up all capital letters no spaces no complications <laughs> and when you enter it in to that link you will get 25% off it's so easy God, it's good, and yet it? so beneficial I'll send the email to Sue Cowley now to tell her which one it is Sue Cowley ran it's cryptobiosis yay <laughs> hope you've had a nice holiday she's on holiday you've she is had, yeah. There you go. Stop bothering me with work. I'm on holiday. Right. Well, uh, it's time for us to say goodbye now. I feel feel like this podcast might have just fizzled out. I mean, have you got anything exciting to to end with a huge, I don't know, bombshell? I don't know. No. No, not not really. I'm I'm drinking drinking orange squash. Is that that good enough? That is amazing. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. And while we're away, here's something amazing. That 15-minute drama tease of Doctor Who, Chase the Night, episode one, starring Tom Baker, Lala Ward, Matthew Waterhouse and John Leeson. It's Chase the Night. I said that. It's Chase the Night. (laughs) I said it. Some kind of distress signal. Can you boost it? I have boosted it, K9. Can you filter out the interference? I may be able to modulate frequency for improved clarity. Well, go on then. Modulating frequency. What's happening? We've picked up a distress signal. I'm sorry. Trace this signal and come to our aid. This is colony ship Tantalus. We have made a forced landing. Do you know where the signal is coming from? A planet orbiting a giant star. B-type. B-type? What's the planet's orbit? Is it in the habitable zone? No, 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 no. It, it's, a, it's a close stellar orbit. So it can't support life? There's no one alive down there? Well, I'm not sure. K9? Sensors detect a breathable oxygen atmosphere at a current surface temperature of 27.4 degrees centigrade. What? On the hemisphere facing away from the sun. You mean it's possible to live on the night side? Affirmative. Sensors detect extensive signs of organic life. But on the other hemisphere, on the daylight side? Sensors unable to detect any signs of organic life. Interesting, eh? Let's take a look, shall we? It's extraordinary. It's bioluminescent. Yes. (laughs) Rather pretty, isn't it? The lights are moving in distinct patterns. Canine, do you think they have something to do with the distress signal? Negative. Signal is technological in origin. Bioluminescent patterns are biological in nature. Pun unintentional. But the source of the distress signal must be somewhere on the planet's dark side. Affirmative. If the signal had been directed towards the parent star, we would not have been able to detect it. <laughs>
Ah, that's you too. I wasn't asking a question, I was just making an inference. K9, can you locate the source? Affirmative. To within a radius of five miles. Fine, fine. There. Short walk will do us good. You're taking us down there? Of course, Romana. In accordance with the Interplanetary Convention for the Safety of Human Life, we are obliged to respond. But we don't know anything about them. Since we entered this universe, we've encountered vampires, convicts. How can we be sure they're benign? We can't. We'll just have to give them the benefit of the doubt. <sighs> I just think we should be careful, that's all. Careful? I'm always careful. Our materializer's close to the signal. Close, but not too close. Good. Doctor, what is it? Those shifting patterns of light, they remind me of something. Of what? I don't know, I can't remember. Oh, well, that's helpful. Well, I dare say it'll come back to me. That's the problem with a memory as colossal as mine. Data retrieval can be a little slow. It's a tropical rainforest. Hmm, with the emphasis on rain now, where did I put my umbrella? Ah. I suppose you'll have to stay in the TARDIS, K9. Negative. Pop like shield. I am perfectly capable of traversing the terrain. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Apology acknowledged, Master Edric. If this unit requires ambulatory assistance, you will be notified. Sounds as if you've been volunteered. K9, are you still picking up the distress signal? Affirmative. Strength and clarity greatly increased. Umbrella. Good. And no holes, then what are we waiting for? To the rescue. It's the middle of the night, but we can still see. Yes, clearly life on this planet has evolved as an adaptation to a perpetually aphotic environment. Aphotic? You mean because it's always dark, the flowers and the trees create their own light? If they even are flowers and trees. What? Well, they look more like... Coral to me. Coral canine? Sedentary invertebrates of the class Anthozoa or Phylum Cnidaria that secrete a calcareous skeleton. Ah, fauna rather than flora. The dividing line between plant and animal life can be quite blurry. Adric, look the TARDIS, could you? I'm sorry, there was nothing like this on Alzarius. So they're not plants, they're animals. Colonies of polyps or Possibly fungi, mm. or a composite organism. Or something completely different. What about those flying jellyfish? If they are jellyfish. Well, they could be siphonophores. <sighs> Canine. Although a siphonophore may appear to be a single organism, it is, in fact, a colonial organism composed of multiple individual animals called zoon. All right, that's enough. Zoan. Life defies rigid classification. The distinction between an individual and a group organism can also be quite blurry. All right, K9. Time for you to do your stuff. Triangulating source of distress signal. This way, mistress. So, apart from helping us to see where we're going, what are the lights for? Oh, all sorts of reasons. Sometimes a deterrent, sometimes to attract prey. Prey? I recommend not getting too close. They might want you as a midnight snack. I don't see any teeth. No, but they might have a nasty sting. This is all very new to me. On the star line, the study of biology was strongly discouraged. I had no idea there were places like this. The universe is not only stranger than we suppose, it is stranger than we can suppose. Shakespeare. No, Doctor. Oh. What was that? I don't know. It looked like some sort of tree sloth. Albeit a very fast-moving one. It had fur. Glowing green fur. So, a mammal. Well, let's not jump to conclusions. But if this place can support mammalian life, that would include human life too. So the people on the Tantalus might still be alive. I'm telling you.
you, the situation is hopeless. And I am telling you, Chief Engineer, to do your job. And your job is to keep the engines running at full power. And how am I supposed to do that? The engines are falling apart faster than I can repair them. And even when I can repair them, I'm just botching things together. We have no spare parts. Then cannibalize components from the rest of the ship. Oh, don't you think I'm already doing that? We have to face facts. The second law of thermodynamics... I do not need a lecture on elementary physics. The second law of thermodynamics is a universal law. Even the most well-maintained engines wear out... Engineer Terson. You may not like it, Pilot Dina. I may not like it, but the, the facts of the matter are beyond dispute. We are doomed. Have a care, Engineer. I will not have defeatist talk like that on board my ship. Defeatist? Oh, realist! And have you shared your realist thoughts with anyone else? No. No, of course not. I wouldn't... I'm glad to hear it. Because having only just suppressed one mutiny, I have no desire to suppress another. Oh, we could at least reduce our power usage. Only have one hover wagon out at a time. Maybe in transmission of the Mayday. No. We must keep transmitting, or what hope of rescue do we have? None. None at all. We don't have any hope of rescue. That's the whole point. Engineer Tesson, you will listen to me. You will keep the engines running, you will maintain the Mayday signal, and you will keep your incendiary doom-mongering to yourself. Or you will very swiftly find yourself meeting the same fate as the other would-be mutineers. Do I make myself clear? <sighs> How far is it now, K-9? Signal distance, 4.08 miles, mistress. Location has altered. What? Inference, source of signal is mobile, mistress. Hello? Now, that is interesting. What is it? See for yourself. Railway tracks? Yes. It looks like someone has cleared a path through the jungle. They're steaming hot. Affirmative. Sensors detect temperature in excess of 100 degrees centigrade. Advise caution. I wasn't going to touch them, K-9. It would be safe to assume they were built by the same people sending the distress signal. But why? What for? A locomotive, one presumes. Locomotive? A mode of transport common in industrial societies. We have them on Gallifrey. You'd like them. They're lots of fun. Warning! Vehicle approaching. A locomotive? Negative. Vehicle is not utilising track structure. Never mind that. Romana, Adri, undercover. What? Why? Just in case they're not friendly. Quick. You too, K-9. Come on, Adric. K-9, over here. Hello there. Are you friendly? Who are you? What are you doing here? Um, I'm known as the Doctor, and I'm here because I picked up your distress signal. At least, uh, I assume it was yours. You picked it up? Yes. You're from the spaceship Tantalus, am I right? A rescue ship? You're from a rescue ship? Ah, uh, well, yes and no. They found See, us, Laker. After all this time, we're saved. We're going to be saved. Ah, it's nice to be wanted, but... Your ship is nearby, right? Y yes, but look, perhaps we should discuss this back at your ship. Get out of the rain. Of course. Is it just you? Just me, yes. And that boy hiding in the glow bush. What? You might as well come out. Sorry, Doctor. What were you hiding for? Uh, my idea. <laughs> we didn't anticipate such an enthusiastic welcome. What? You thought we might attack you? Well, you are armed. <laughs> what, these? They're laser burners to clear away foliage. They're not guns. We weren't expecting to find anyone. Until you came here, we were the only people on this planet. What? Just the two of you? I mean, us and the rest of our crew. There's about 60 of us. Ah, well then, 
You'd better take us to meet them in your... Um, hover wagon. It's called a hover wagon. In your hover wagon. Uh, hold on, I'll open up the back. Crewman Laker calling Pilot Dina. Receiving. What is it? You're not going to believe it. We've picked up two people from a rescue ship. What? That's impossible. I said you wouldn't believe it. But we've had no radio contact. There was no sign of a ship approaching. Well, you can ask them all about it. We're bringing them in. <sighs> Very good. Out. Well, Engineer Terson. It turns out I was not misguided in maintaining the May Day signal after all. Oh, I have no idea. It's wonderful news, Pilot. Quite unexpected, but wonderful. Yeah, now all you have to do is keep the engines running until we depart. That shouldn't be too difficult, should it? Doctor, they think we're from a rescue ship. Well, we are in a way, aren't we? It's just not the one they were expecting. But I think we should follow Romana's advice and keep our options open. What do you mean? Well, we'll play along for now. But until we know what we're dealing with, if they ask, let's say we crash too. Why? Because then, if they turn out to be nice, we can always tell them the truth and offer them a lift. But if they're not, I see. What are you talking about back there? Oh, nothing. Just looking forward to meeting the rest of you. All right, Bolin. Let's go. Marvellous. Now I suppose we have to follow them. On foot. How far away did you say the signal source was? Distance now, 3.36 miles. What? You mean it's getting closer? Affirmative. At a rate of 9.77 miles per hour. Hmm. You can't go out now, Mooney. Why not? My work is important, Father. I appreciate that, but... Look, keep it to yourself, but a rescue ship has just landed. What? what? Nobody is to know, but it looks like we may finally be leaving this planet. Then all the more reason for me to find out everything I can before we go. But, Moni, We're please... not going to be leaving straight away, are we? So until we do, I'd like to continue collecting specimens. All right. I should know better than to try and stand in your way. Yes, you should. I promise I won't tell a soul. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and go on, subscribe.